from Eat Your Heart Out and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, guys and girls, I'm going to welcome you all back to a new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here as always. And today I have the honor of speaking with the amazing talent in Caitlin Henry. Thank you so much for joining our IERF series today, Caitlin. You know, we're coming up on an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Eat Your Heart Out with the drop of your highly anticipated album, Can't Stay Forever, uh, setting to release now on September 9th, if I'm not mistaken. I know the dates have been moved around, I think, a little bit, but it drops on September 9th on Fearless Records. Let me begin, Caitlin, by commending you on all the welders of recognition this has been getting so far, especially with those mind-blowing singles was it sour and down to name a couple off the bat 20 something drops this drops this friday i mean shout out to the other music outlets like nme alternative press rock sound for praising your work there's just so much to unpack about this release and what you are all about before we get to all that right let's let's exhale you know i know it's been a you know couple of months since you guys toured europe with tiny moving parts i mean uh, talk about you know, getting excited again after what we all experienced in the last two years. How, I mean, how are you, first off? <laughs> and number two, <laughs> you know, how was that tour? Have you had the chance kind of just to take it all in? Because I feel like this was your first major tour since everything shut down. Well, hello. Thank you for the very <laughs> warm welcome. I am very well. Thank you. Um, and yeah, uh, kicking off, like, you know, getting back into basically being an active band again with our first tour of Europe was pretty much the dream. Like you can't really ask for um, anything better. Um, and that tour was just the best. Like it was yeah. honestly one of our favorite tours we've ever done. Um, everyone on the tour was so lovely. Like every one that came out to the shows each night that we got to meet and, you know, like, um, see every night like yeah everyone was just so so welcoming and and lovely and yeah the shows were great um getting to watch tiny moving parts every night was just absolute like dream come true so it was it was awesome definitely got us really excited to get back into um touring i always wonder what if the if this is a thing now like what post-pandemic audiences are like have you seen a difference or was it kind of just picking up where you left off? I know it, a lot of people, I'm sure, and that crowd, it was probably their first show since all the shutdowns. You know, I, I wonder what that was like. Did you feel that in the air or was it just, huh, it's, you know, I, it feels like another show. What was the feeling like for you? Yeah, I mean, I suppose because we'd never played Europe before, we didn't really have like a comparison for European crowds. Okay. Um, okay. But it definitely, like, People felt excited and they felt um, there was a lot of energy. Like people were just really glad to be back at shows, um, not like taking it for granted or anything like that. Um, you know, now that we've seen how sort of uh, quickly it can all be taken away, I suppose everyone is just, you know, really trying to appreciate um, every moment of being at shows. But, yeah, the, the crowds were awesome and it definitely felt like, there was a lot of excitement for people to be back at shows. And because we, as I said, it was our first time in Europe and we probably would have um, gone like back in 2020. Yeah. Um, so we, we had a lot of people that were like, I've, you know, 
been listening to you for X amount of years and like since the first record came out in 2019, like I've been waiting to see these songs live and stuff. So it was cool to um to finally get over there and get to play those songs, I guess, before the new record comes out yeah. as well. Like just give those songs like, you know, a quick moment um on stage before the new record comes out and we start playing, you know, a lot more of the new songs as well. So yeah. It was it was awesome. I can't say enough good things, honestly. Like it was just the best. And, and it's really unique when you hear fans say they've been with you since the beginning. And now I I kind of want to wind the clock back here, Caitlin, to 2012, maybe even beyond that, because for fans and listeners who may not know, I know you guys are from Newcastle. Uh, I, I if you could just briefly touch on that defining moment in your life that led to the inception of Eat Your Heart Out with you will Don and Jake get to what it is today. I know you guys have been on quite the journey. There have been some lineup changes in there. How did you four finally come together in the end and realize that this is what you wanted to do with your life or continue to do with your life? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, as you said, we formed in 2012. So most of us were still in high school at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And me and Andrew, who um, was our fifth member that recently left the band, we were in the same music class at school. So we had, um, you know, we we were both part of the, like, you know, alternative kid kind of crew, yeah. like, listening to, like, the real same heavy here. music and stuff. Same yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out I to feel like, I feel like you, I feel like you're describing my high school, like, like right now. Like, it's, I'm I'm going through that time right now while I'm drinking a Spice Girls, a drop of Spice Girls mug. So, anyway. <laughs> um. So, yeah, you know, we, like that we wanted to make a band um you know we'd both been to a couple of of um like concerts and gigs and stuff and seen a few bands play live um and just thought you know this is what we want to do so mm-hmm. we were actually from a small country town that's about two hours from newcastle um and there there's not much of a music scene there like really? there was as we said like a small a very small like alternative community so we made this band kind of without even thinking of, you know, like how are we actually going to play shows and stuff? Like when you're like 16, you don't think of all the logistics of how that works. You just think this is what I'm going to yeah. do and I'm just going to do it. Um, which I think that energy is really the only, if we try to do that as adults, it just wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Like that teenage like drive is the only reason that it really worked, I suppose, because, we pretty much like we played shows at like the senior citizen center in our, um, in our town. Like we got really lucky that there was like two other bands at the time. Yeah. And we like just play shows together. And then we started getting shows in Newcastle, um, played at a venue that was like a bar. So we, we were all like, most of us were underage. We were not supposed to play there. And we played a lot of shows there. We would just sort of sneak in the back door and just like, you know, not draw too much attention to ourselves and like play our set and then leave. And then it was only a few years later when Jake, who's the youngest member finally mm-hmm. turned 18 and we were there like on a night out and we we're like, Oh, Jake just turned 18. And the sound guy, you could just see the gears turning in his head. Like you guys have been playing here for like three years, but he's only just 18. Like this doesn't add up. <laughs> you guys have definitely <laughs> been here illegally for a couple of years. Um, yeah. Anyway. So we, shows and um grinding away and it wasn't until like 2015 where we finally like sort of pulled our money together and and got like a proper 
studio recording done, which was our like very first proper EP, Distance Between Us. Um, and that's when we first like started going on these like DIY tours of Australia, just with whatever bands would would take us essentially. Um, a lot of like hardcore bands and you know melodic hardcore and really heavy stuff because that's yeah. kind of what was going off in Australia at the time. Um, and then yeah, we got really lucky and got signed to Fearless. And um, up until this year, it's always been the the same five members. Like we never had any other um, lineup changes up until yeah, Andrew decided to step back from the band this year, and yeah. now it's the four of us. Um, and yeah. We're still going strong a decade later. <laughs> I, I know I know you're saying lucky, Caitlin, but but let's put talent into that too, because there's a reason why you guys are here where you're at. You ever do you ever oh. get you ever get sentimental like me? Like, do you ever watch like old videos of yourself like performing? Like, cause it's 10 years since then, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you ever fall back on something like that. It's like, you know what? This is this is mind blowing that you know I'm here. And then looking at myself performing at that senior citizen center all those years ago, I don't know if there's footage of that. I'm just guessing, but do oh, you ever do? Do you ever go yeah. back and look at videos like that? <laughs> I yeah, I um, I do sometimes. It it wasn't very good, so it's you have to look past that. Like it was the first time we'd ever played on. There is a video of it somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah. Please, nobody, nobody look for it. Um, <laughs> but like we'd never played like on a stage before outside of like our school really for most of us like we never experienced that like I think our first show there was like one single fold back for all of us mm -hmm. and we quickly realized like none of us could hear anything like we didn't know what was going on at all Jake our drummer was playing at like twice the speed that the, the songs <laughs> were at like it was like it, yeah it's not great, but yeah. it is what it is. And it is nostalgic to look back. Like yesterday I was actually looking at some old photos where like our first promo photo shoot that we ever did in like 2013. Yeah. Sorry, my cat's trying to like it's jump okay. in here. It's okay. Um, <laughs> um, our first like proper photo shoot where like it was like just a photographer that was around, I think. And he was like, yeah, let's do some photos. And we'd never done anything like that before. Um. So it is really funny looking back on all that sort of stuff. And it does make me feel really nostalgic. Oh, there he is. There, there he is. Hey. God. Yeah, my cat's downstairs. It's a she. What's his name? Um, This guy is Teddy. Hey, Teddy. And then there's another one <laughs> hey, around Teddy. summer as well Teddy. called Gene. Special <laughs> guest, Teddy. Now, uh, uh, so I was going to say, you guys have come a long way since, what is it, Snake or Die? Do you remember that show when you guys played that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that carried was um... the carried away tour. Man, I, I'm just like looking through got your catalog where you guys have been. We had a you know those festivals that I just mentioned, you know. And by the way, pe people who don't know, eat your heart out. You guys have toured with some of my favorites, you know, like Knuckle Puck, Real Friends, Trophy Eyes, Hands Like Houses too, another Australian based artist. But we had a festival here in Dallas not too long ago called the So What Music Festival. I don't know if that ever got around in Australia, but it was filled with like. We had metal, pop punk, and rap. The pop punk artists, you guys would fit right into that bill. So next year, I'm going to try to see if I can lobby for you guys because you guys would fit right in. As I was listening to Can't Stay Forever, I mean, that's it took me back to like that day. I was like, man, I was, how are they were not on, how they weren't, weren't <laughs> on that uh, lineup, that bill. But I'm going to lobby for you guys. That was a huge festival, too. Yeah. One of the biggest ones in Dallas as of late. But 
Uh, it was a That's great awesome. time. Like they had bands like, you know, uh, they had Sum 41 and Simple Plan, you know, like bands we grew up on. And they had yep. the new age of pop punk, which I feel like you guys are one of the people carrying that torch. Now, now, you know, uh, can't stay forever. Let's get to that because this drops September 9th on Fearless Records. I feel like we talk about everything except the album, right? But <laughs> Fearless Records, uh, Fearless, Caitlin, I mean, that makes you label mates alongside bands like I Prevail and Ice Nine Kills, Chunk No Captain Chunk. I mean, what's the feeling like kicking off this new chapter of the band with someone like Fearless, you know, helping you like uh, with all this? Like, it's, it's, I feel like that can't be mentioned enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, um, like, as I said before, we feel really lucky to have Fearless um, on our side and, um, the team at Fearless are all awesome. Like they're all such, such lovely people. Yes, um, they are. Yeah, they're so nice. And um, yeah, it's awesome to have them. Um, yeah, still like as as part of the team for this record. Um, we've been with them since 2017, so we this is like our second album through them, and um, mm-hmm. like our third release overall because we've had like an EP before as well. So. Um, yeah, we we're really grateful to them um, for you know having us on the roster, as you said, alongside some phenomenal bands. Like sometimes you know think of the roster at Fearless, and it's like, oh, that's pretty wild that we're a part <laughs> of that. Um, and especially as one of the um, only Australian bands on there as well. Like uh, we've got like our friend Wind Waker. They're signed. Yep, had I had, well, I had Will so. on the show. Will was. Yeah. He was awesome. He was on our show a couple couple months ago. One of the greatest interviews I've ever had. Something about yeah. t- t- speaking with Australian musicians, I love. You know, you got I love you guys down there. That's my <laughs> next. That's my next like out of country trip to visit Australia. But anyway, shout you out should. to shout out to uh, Wind Waker. Great guys. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So we're we're very grateful that we get to put mm-hmm. this record out with um with yeah fearless fearless as, as part of the team. It's. It's awesome. Yeah, I want to repeat that here because second album, right? Before we get into the fundamentals of this amazing pop punk of a record, because this is also the follow up to 2019's debut album, like you just briefly mentioned, Fluorescence. I went back and heard that, Caitlin. Uh, great album, start to finish. I mean, I I felt like if you were to drop a debut record, this is how it's done. There's so many blueprints. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't know how to drop a debut album. You just you just do it. But you guys did it, and fearless out of all. Uh, labels to back you on that there's a reason why i say that because fluorescence has since accumulated what several million streams across multiple streaming platforms i mean hysteria magazine uh, said fluorescence fluorescence is a coming of age masterpiece from a band quickly becoming one of australia's finest rock exports not only australia but now you guys are now circling (laughs) worldwide so don't be surprised if you see a lot of people bring up that 2019 album because it, it is a thing of beauty but here you are you know caitlin new year well we're already halfway through the new year technically <laughs> i'm still like oh, my, yeah. my, uh, time is going so fast like caitlin it's insane but you know this this year you know new album new chapter for the band like i mentioned was there any such thing as pressure for you caitlin when you decided to sit down and write again for a new album or even just a follow-up considering you got the debut album done. You got it out of the way before the pandemic of all things. I mean, I'm sure that thought alone had to sit alone in your in your head too, right? Because <laughs> the commonality we hear a lot is 
the sophomore slump record and you guys knocked Florescence out of the park. I mean, it was just, he, I, I hope you know you one up yourselves, in other words. But pressure, <laughs> did you feel anything like that? Um, Yeah, it was really interesting because obviously, yeah, we put Florescence out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the start of 2020, we started to talk about, you know, the next record, like starting, We well, we initially had planned to maybe record a single or like a short EP or something in yeah. 2020 because we were like, we need to keep it um, rolling. Um, and then obviously COVID hit. So kind of everything changed and we still had planned to maybe do a single or something up until sort of the end of 2020 when it just still hadn't happened because of lockdowns and everything just continuing. So it kind of got to the point where we were like, well, we're in second record territory now. Like we may as well just start putting all our energy into the second record whilst this is all still going on and no one's touring or anything. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I suppose there was a bit of pressure, but for us, we felt like, um, we're definitely proud of fluorescence, but we felt like we knew we could do something better. So mm-hmm. then the way that we created fluorescence was really stressful because we, we'd never made a record before when we made that album. So we didn't really know, like, you know, a full-length record. Obviously, we'd done EPs and stuff. We never made an album. So I guess we didn't really know, like, the work that needed to be done to go into that. So then when we went in to actually make that record, we were in mm-hmm. L.A., and it was very stressful because we were really underprepared. So this next record, we were like, we're doing it differently this time. Like we've learned our lesson. We know what we need to do now um, and how to not be in that situation again. So in a way it actually felt less stressful because it was like, we had the blueprint now, like we know how to make a record. We just have to hope we can write some yeah. Song's good enough. What did for I it. say? That, um, that, that blueprint of drop, dropping a debut record, like it helps. Now look, you yeah, guys are better prepared um, this time around. Exactly, exactly, and um, yeah, and so we just got writing like the end of 2020, sort of all through 2021. Um, and initially we'd planned to record the new record sort of mid 2021, mm-hmm. but then we went back into lockdown mid 2021, so it got pushed yeah. back until November, which didn't end up being a bad thing um in the scheme of things like those few extra months did just give us a little bit extra time to be like even more prepared and you know keep refining the songs and that sort of stuff so we definitely weren't mad that we got that little bit of extra time um and then yeah we ended up recording in november december 2021 and even just the whole experience was really difficult uh not difficult sorry different because we were a lot closer to home. Like we had a studio that was only like 40 minutes or an hour from home, but it was yeah. like an Airbnb kind of set up. So we would stay there, but then we could also come home <clears throat> as opposed to the last record where we were just like in LA for six weeks and, you know, right in everyone's space all the time. And there was like nowhere else you could go. And um, so, yeah, it was a totally different experience and it was, it was great. Like at the end, we actually felt revitalized rather than like feeling like our souls had left our bodies and we yeah. were so drained and exhausted. We were actually like, yeah, we did the thing. Like we made the record and now we're excited. Like it was totally different vibe and it was 
it was cool. So, yeah, I think everyone was just excited the whole way through, really. Yeah, there was that sense of fulfillment, I feel like, when you guys finished this record. You know, as far as, like, you know, the pop and the punk and the grunge elements you guys had on this album mixed with the alternative it, it sounds so simple right but it was it was perfect i felt like it was calling back to my teen years when i was listening to i mentioned you know simple plan sub 41 and there's a band called super chick out there i don't know if you've heard of them but they're they're what? along the lines of like uh i don't think they're still around but shout out to super chick this is like 20 years ago but uh, all four of you you know went above and beyond with this one and i don't know if 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 the fifth member Andrew was a part of this record, was did he? Uh, did he? Yeah, this record? yeah. He was. Okay, yeah, he did. So, yeah. So all five of you, really, you know, when I mean, I heard every instrument on this. I mentioned how you guys did one up fluorescence, but in your vocals, uh, good God, Caitlin, you you really went a distance <laughs> on this record from songs like Forget Me to Scissors to Hostage to Poison. I think Poison may be my favorite one on this entire record. Uh, all the way to That's really cool. head, head first. And I think this clock's in around about 35 minutes, somewhere around there. You know how you go and you know watch a movie and you go back and watch it again and you uh, pick up on something that you missed out on the first time, right? I kept going back and listening to this album. That's, that's how I felt. When an album makes you do that, I, I'm a film buff. So when an album makes me do that, you know, I, I get a newfound appreciation for the record every single time. And you mentioned, I'm going to quote you here. You mentioned that uh, you said, and this is this stuck out to me because I come from a family of musicians. You said, I hope you see our growth as songwriters and as a band. I did from fluorescence up to now. I wonder how much did things change from when you first started recording on this album to where you ended up finishing it? Like, did you already have a specific sound in mind from day one, Caitlin? Or did it just evolve into what it is today? I think, um, well, first of all, thank you for <laughs> no, thank um, you. <laughs> like what you said about the album and going back and listening. I really appreciate that. Um, but I think we've never really been a band that's gone into, like we didn't go into this record saying like we want it to sound a certain way, but we did just think like the main thing was that we just wanted it to be better which I know is really broad but we wanted to feel like as yeah. I said like that our songwriting stepped up like our confidence stepped up um so yeah that was kind of our main thing and I think that the our music definitely does have like a nostalgic kind of sound to it um which I think just comes through because that's what we all listened to and still listen to is a lot of that music that we were talking about like you know, from the the 2000s and even the 2010s, like, and even further back, like, the 90s and stuff. Like, most of us are still, like, kind of stuck in that. That's, like, our go-to music. Um, so, yeah, it's – we did – yeah, I don't know. No, it's yeah, to... it's it's great. I love that you're 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 searching for the words because there's no way to describe this. It's it, that's how amazing it is. Because oh, as I was you. listening to this album, it took me back. There was a radio station here in Dallas called uh, what is it, eighty nine seven Power FM. Um, I I've done so many interviews. I don't think I've ever actually mentioned this, but eighty nine seven Power FM. This was a Christian rock station that I just happened to find. Just you know, it was out in Sanger up in uh, North Dallas, but. They would play songs that really resonated with 
the genre that you guys cover and it took me back to that like like your voice like your voice specifically took me back to that time and, and that's that's the way i want to say it because there was so many bands that they would play they would have a female lead yeah and she, and she would be the driving force of that band and it's very pop punk like it was just I don't know. See, you see what I'm saying? Even I'm struggling to find the words because it takes you back to that time. But, uh, you know, it was it was really just the flow of the album. It was so just perfect. It was over in a blink. And your vocalist, Caitlin, I wonder how is the composition of the songs different for someone like you as opposed to the other members of the band? You know, I wonder in what order do you come in the final draft process of all this? I'm, I'm talking production. Yeah, side because I sure. love the production of this album. That really, what is it, wholesome studio experience. I'm quoting you again here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you mean like how sort of the songs come together, like where yes. I come in? Yeah. So definitely um, the way that most of it was written was we had like, sorry, I've got a cat biting my foot it's right okay. now. Um, <laughs> if he wants to come up, he can. <laughs> I might as well just let my um, dog in. I think. Oh yay. no! I, I think he left. I think he left to go. Oh. go for a walk. <laughs> um, but yeah. So generally, like we'd have a shared folder, like um, where the guys would all upload like instrumental ideas. Yeah. And generally, only um, you know, they'd be short, like thirty seconds, a minute, just like a riff or a chorus idea or something like that. Sorry, I'm um, laughing. I'm laughing because I'm trying not to laugh because I can tell the cat. The cat is, is like. <laughs> He wants, you, he wants you to finish right up the interview interview there. This is press day for you. I know it's we're we're on the last one for Caitlin, oh so <laughs> um don't worry, yeah, bud. We're so... almost done. I promise. I promise. <laughs> so it would be like a shared folder and the guys would upload their instrumental ideas. Yeah. And then generally I would go through and sort of decide what um you know I connect with and what I felt like I wanted to write vocals for. And so that's how most of the songs were written. Um, I'd go through and start to put vocals on. And then once our producer got involved as well, we'd send them to him and sort of bounce back and forth doing some pre-pro sort of stuff. Um, there were a couple of songs that were written a little differently, like um, Blood was actually one that I wrote from scratch, which I've never done before. So, like, I wrote... I just had like a, my acoustic guitar and like just wrote some chords and wrote the first verse in the chorus Man. and then like uploaded it. And then the guys like built the, you know, the whole instrumental track um, off my like three chords that I chose because I'm not very good at guitar. Um, and um, poison. Um, also, thank you for saying that you like poison. How many um, people have you come bit... across that said poison is their favorite song? Because that I feel like that's like a deep cut, but I I I dissected that song from top to bottom, and it was yeah. I, I think that showed a different side of not only the band but you as well, Caitlin. Because I wanted to, I don't mean to cut you off, by the way, because no, uh, no, that's okay. I I know that the band you guys derive your influences from bands like you know Jimmy World and Taking Back Sunday. And again, both bands I grew up listening to. Your influences, Caitlin. What's what do you listen to? Like uh, not maybe what you listen to, but re what really drove you to sing the way you sing, you know? Um, yeah. Like your personal um, influences. I feel like that's an important one too. I feel like um, a lot of, when I was learning to sing, I suppose I'm always learning, but like when I was first starting to sing, 
it was a lot of that emo stuff. Like obviously, like Paramore. Um, like even like Paramore. Why didn't? How yeah, did I Paramore. forget Paramore. <laughs> You're probably like this. He's like he's saying he's not naming Paramore. What's wrong with them? <laughs> um. So yeah, like no doubt, like uh, no doubt. I didn't even mean oh, to say no doubt just man. then, but no doubt, of course. Um. But yeah, Paramore. Absolutely, like Haley Williams, like definitely shaped the way I sing. Even like you mentioned, like Christian rock before, like Flyleaf. I was very into Flyleaf. Dude, Fly. I remember yeah. I saw Flyleaf <laughs> way back around that time. Man, I was okay. I feel like we got to do like a part two episode because it's, yes. it's just like we could talk about that part. <laughs> yeah, Flyleaf. That's another band. So Flyleaf was in that range of bands like Super Chick. By the way, it's it's without yeah. the K at the end. Look that up because that's okay, and I think I there's a there's a band also called Element Eighty, if I'm not mistaken. Also a female uh, lead singer, but it was around that same time. But okay, I will check it out for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, so that sort of stuff, and then like Eat World is one of my favorite bands. Um, and like stuff like Taking Back Sunday, as mentioned, like Mayday Parade, that sort of stuff. Oh, they were just um, here in Dallas too, as well, like last month. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. um but yeah so that sort of stuff like all that sort of emo pop punk was definitely very influential when I was like you know starting to sing um but then at some point I also just started singing with my natural accent so I guess it's kind of that different like obviously I sing in an Australian accent which isn't um that common in like Australian pop punk um, it's more common in like the indie scene yeah. that people sing in, I, in I, their I did accent. notice that in your what when your dialogue inside the songs, I could tell that you had the accent in there. It's like, is that what I usually, uh, you know, I would like sometimes go back and listen to other Australian artists and I didn't hear that. But for you, it was it was very that what it made you stand out, in other words, as opposed to the other. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, that, yeah, when I, I think that's unique. Yeah, when I first started singing, I would mimic the bands that I listened to, which were mostly American. So I mm-hmm. did have like that Americanized kind of accent. But at some point around like our first EP, I just kind of uh, I started just singing with my natural accent, and it just felt a lot more natural for me. I know some singers like say that it feels more natural to sing with more of an American or like a neutral accent, I suppose. But for me, it feels more natural to sing. Yeah, okay. so it is. That's it the is first time I heard that. That that's a really good point you made right there. Okay, that's I didn't know that. That's news to me. So yeah, huh? It's uh, it's an interesting thing, but um, yeah. So with uh, something like poison, like we uh, I was like, what were we talking about before? Poison. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's definitely something we need the different. wings. That's that's what we're missing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, we've we've never done a track like Poison before and it's we didn't want to do just like the typical acoustic track on this record. Mm-hmm. Um we wanted to do something different. So there were a couple of songs that I had as as a reference. Um one of them was um the va- uh the track by Vane, Twenty Seconds, Twenty Hours, which I um really loved how it just had kind of like a beat, but then sort of like an acoustic song just yeah. sort of very like low vocals over it so i wanted something like that and um jake made this beat like on you know logic or whatever and it was floating around for a while no one really did anything with it and then one day will was just playing this guitar thing and i was like oh that could fit over jake's beat really well 
So we just kind of like Frankensteined it together and it worked perfectly. And then I just wrote some vocals over it one day at home. Um, and I just wrote them really quickly. Like I probably wrote them in like half an hour. And I just did a really quick demo of it. I was literally laying on my bed, just like holding my mic. And I just did these demo vocals and I was like, oh, that's all right. And then um, our producer loved it. And then when we actually got to the studio, I tried to retract the vocals, but I couldn't seem to do it the same. So we actually just kept the demo vocals on there, like from what I tracked, like laying on my bed. Wow. Um, as the main vocal, yeah, because I just, That's... I don't know, something about when I did it, it just had a, a feeling and I couldn't. Something about laying in your bed that. with the mic in your hand. Who knows? See what happens yeah. next time. <laughs> uh, by the way, shout out to Jack Newland because that's your producer. Um, yes. Uh, because I, I know we mentioned producer. We didn't mention the name, but that was this album was uh, recorded in uh, Durham Recording Studios out in yeah. Stanhope. So that's a that's a big deal because it's important to getting the music you want to life. Now, you know, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, the lyricism throughout can't stay forever, right, Caitlin? Because keep all this in mind as I'm asking you this, because I feel like the name itself resonates at a time like today, you know, can't stay forever. You have a song like Down, for example, uh, which is about, I mean, again, about how social media and how toxic it can be. I mean, I I resonated with this so well. Like, I, I always tell my, you know, my friends, because I'm a journalist, right? So we have to, our job, we have to have social media. So it's like, yeah, I wish I could just turn it off and not do anything. I can't. You know, and one of my best friends turned it off and she has been she turned off for several years, actually. And she has been the happiest she's ever been. And listening to a song like Down, it really spoke to someone like me. And I hope that your message and I know you've seen it in the comments, in the YouTube section, how it's helping people, you know, cope with what social media has drawn people into these days. And then you have a song like 20 something. I know it just drops this Friday, but that song is about. I feel like that's a message to yourself about how you don't know where you're going, how sometimes you're lost and you're found. You're you're 20 something. That's what that is. Like in your 20s. Yep. I begin to think of the tangibles of a theme or a message to your music, Caitlin. Like how important are themes to you? Is that a big component to songwriting for a band like Eat Your Heart Out? Yeah, I mean, um, like it's it's really important I think and um to me like I I didn't go into the record like there wasn't an overarching theme of the whole record that I wanted to explore but just song by song like I would you know as I'm writing the lyrics I'm like okay Mm -hmm. like this is obviously taking shape to be about this certain thing and um yeah I think that having meaningful lyrics has always been really important to us um we this is actually so on our earlier stuff like will like our really early eps and stuff will actually used to write all the lyrics um okay and then over time i started to have more input until like fluorescence i like co-wrote all the vocals and the lyrics with our producer zach who did that one and um, Pat Miranda from Movement who co-produced it and then but this record was the first time that it's been totally me like it was all my like creative control on the lyrics and the vocals um obviously Jack our producer would produce it and like yeah. give guidance but at the end of the day like it was up to me which was really cool 
um, that I finally sort of, um, you know, felt like I could do that and that I had the confidence and the ability to do that. Um, so, yeah, it, they definitely, the, the song meanings and the themes definitely are all very meaningful to me because they are all, like, very personal. Um, but as you said before, like, hopefully in a way that other people can connect to as well, like, it's not so specific that it's nobody else could connect to it. Like, I think it's open enough that other people can see themselves in that um, position as well. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like in a, like in a trance because it was just so, it was just so powerful. Like, like the message that you had with this album. And I wanted to ask you about that. I, I love that you shared all that information and it's, I hope that, you know, and this podcast will be all around the world. So I hope that people who are listening to it can keep picking up. There's there not that those are just a couple of songs we mentioned poison. Yeah. I love the lyricism in poison as well. I don't, I don't, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I can't wait for it to drop. I know we got about a month left, but we're almost there. So when this album drops, almost. but uh, Caitlin, we're approaching the last part of our conversation. You know, I, I know we've covered a good amount of ground on this awesome interview conversation, really. But again, thank you so much for sharing about who you are and, and what Eat Your Heart Out is all about. You know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, right, which we have discussed about so far and performing for as long as you have and the people you have met and work with during these few yet amazing records. I mean, you guys are not only representing the great country of, of Germany and uh, Germany. Sorry. I was thinking, yeah. sorry. I was speaking to a German artist before this. Australia. Sorry, okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm, I am going to drink out, out of this coffee here. I'm going to chug it, but, uh, but, <laughs> but, but Australia, but here's the thing that you guys are representing the great country of Australia with this record, but you guys are making a statement with these two albums. I'm excited to see where you guys go from here you know this is definitely something that you have a passion for and the truth is is from what i'm saying you've experienced plenty already in your career you know and and then some i'm rounding out to this because i wonder if your aspirations as a musician as a front woman of a band or hell even just a human being have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry caitlin like do you see things differently today i think um like the same in a way like uh you know when we started the band all we wanted to do was write music and get to play shows hopefully in as many places as we could which we're still obviously um mm -hmm. you know work working towards that and living that dream um so at its core i still feel like that's that's our you know like our main mo like that's what we're working on um yeah but i definitely I guess uh, as, you know, like being signed to Fearless and having more of a platform, um, it does become more like apparent that it is important to like think about the message that you're putting out into the world as well and like the potential impact that you can have with your platform. Mm -hmm. um, so... I think that kind of thing is something that I never would have thought about before. And like, I obviously don't have the biggest platform in the world by far, but the fact that I even have some kind of platform, um, I think it's important to like, just, I don't know, you know, portray like a real version of myself and not some weird, like fake 
version. Like, I don't know. I just like to be transparent. And yeah. Yeah. If that makes any kind of that, sense. That makes like, all the sense. I, I, I love it, you know, and yeah. um, it's really important. I feel like it's easy to lose track of yourself that, you know, the more successful you are, you kind of lose your way sometimes. I kind of, at the same time, it's important to push things away for us for just a moment and just reevaluate yourself and see why you do what you do and then go back in with a more stronger purpose. I feel like that. I've, yeah. I've done, I've done that a lot. I'm still learning how to do that. You know, uh, I don't know if you resonate with that, but I feel like I've seen yeah. a lot in these last couple of years it's really changed me, you know? So, yes. Well, that's what I feel like the, like the pandemic did kind of do that for me. And like for us as a band, mm-hmm. it kind of, because we were forced to stop, it did make us sort of reassess and think like, you know, do we still want to do this? Like, why are we doing this? What do we want to do? Um, So that's, I think we definitely came out the other side, like with this record and just like a very renewed sense of um, like ourselves as a band and like what we want to achieve. Um, And obviously coming with that is like the lineup change with like Andrew leaving the band. So it does kind of feel like there was a lot of change like within us as a band and like our relationships and we've come out feeling strong and like ready, you know, to take it on. Um, Which is really exciting that we're feeling quite renewed because I feel like the pandemic easily could have done the opposite and just like, you know, shut, shut everything down and like, you know, a lot of bands didn't come through the pandemic. So it's, um, yeah, it's exciting to feel that renewed sense of purpose and direction with this new record. I don't even know if I'd be doing this two years ago, Caitlin. So I'm, I'm really humble <laughs> and grateful that I get to speak to amazing people like you and you're still doing what you're doing. We're still doing what we're doing. Um, now we're we're gonna end the interview right now so we're, this is the last part okay i mentioned that surprise okay. at the end <laughs> this is what you're waiting for <laughs> yeah <weren't you? laughs> <laughs> okay so here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna do a little something called the lightning round i'm gonna go down the list you just have to think quick on your feet i have to i'm gonna ask you a question you have to pick one or the other okay we're gonna go down okay. the list some of them are re- some of them are uh very simple some of them are just downright just uh, silly but that's the best part okay you ready Okay, yeah. Okay. We've been like serious throughout this conversation. Let's tone it down, all right? <laughs> Here we go. Green or blue? Uh, blue. <laughs> Vegan or meat? Did you say meat? I can Ve- uh sorry, vegan. <laughs> vegan. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh coffee or tea? Yeah. She said coffee. Uh I don't know if you heard her. Coffee. Uh cats or dogs? Oh, I like both, but I have two cats. So we'll go cats. All right. Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Uh, maybe Lord of the Rings, only because Game of Thrones, that final season, they undid everything they'd ever done. So <laughs> if I were Lord to say of Game, of, Game of Thrones minus season, was it season eight? Is it when it ended? I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. So. One through seven, maybe Game of Thrones, but as a whole, Lord yeah. of the Rings. Mexican food or Italian food? Oh, that's really hard. I don't know. Man, I like, it's, this is like a tough food. one for you, huh? <laughs> um, maybe Mexican food. All right. Uh, climb a mountain or jump from a plane. A plane. Jump from a plane. All right. Country or hip hop? Country. 
hip hop. If you were to spend one day in the world of the last movie you watched, think about this. Where would you be and would you survive? Oh my goodness. I have to think of the last movie that I watched. Or even um, TV series. <laughs> the last TV show that I just finished The Sandman last night. Was is that good? Um, I, it's really good. Okay. I, I've seen it all on my like feed and my stories. I, my friends are watching it. It was on I, it, right when I logged in on Netflix last night. It was right at the front. Of course, what do yeah. I do? I just back out and go straight to the office because I'm yeah. I'm, cra- I'm crazy like that. But... I mean, that's fair. The office is <laughs> is peak. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. Yeah. But, okay, so the but, same man. Would you survive? Yeah. Probably. It wasn't. Yeah, I'd tell you, I probably would. Yeah. Okay. Halloween or Christmas? Um, probably. I like both because Halloween was never a big thing when we were kids, but it's oh, getting okay. bigger here now. So we do sort of have Halloween parties and stuff now, but I'd still probably say Christmas because I, I love Christmas. You know, it just I'm makes all, you feel. Yeah. Christmassy, yeah. I guess. <laughs> it just yeah. makes you feel good. You know, it reminds you of a certain yes. time in your life. I pick Halloween just because I was born in October. I mean, Halloween was always yeah. just a, that's just me, <laughs> but that's much, much love to both. LA or New York? New York. Okay, both both cities are like my second homes. All right, we got a couple more. If Voldemort offered to give you a hug, would you accept? <laughs> um, <laughs> probably not, just because he is obviously the most awkward hugger in the world, like from the last movie when he gives, um, you know, Draco a hug or whatever, and it's yeah. horrible. Oh, God. He'd probably be... He'd probably be like really cold as well. So yeah, see, you, he wouldn't you thought, be nice. You, you, you thought about this, you know? I can tell. Yeah. you'd be surprised on how many yeses I would get when I ask this question. I guess. Hey, you can change <laughs> Tom Riddle's life with one hug. All right, now <laughs> would you rather be able to speak every language in the world, Caitlin, or be able to talk to animals? Um, I would talk to the animals. Yeah, same here. Some yeah. people would say, "Yeah, I can talk to my dogs or cats." So, yeah, I'll rather speak every language in the world. So I'm like, all right, well, that's not <laughs> the question. But <laughs> yeah. all right, last one. Last one. I love this one. There's a time machine in front of you, Caitlin. And the destination says your first concert. Where are you? And what do you remember the most about this day? And do you take the trip? <laughs> um, My first concert was I went with my mom to see Pink when I was probably... 11 or 12 um it was when she was touring on the i'm not dead album tour because that was one of the first albums i ever bought um so i yeah i would go back just because i still have like like, ticket stubs from that day like photos and stuff like that (laughs) i my mom keeps stuff like that so she probably (laughs) has it somewhere yeah um i definitely don't but she probably does but yeah, yeah i would go back I would go back and hang out with my mom at the Pink concert. I remember it was phenomenal. She's a great performer. That's so. that would be cool, right? You you would also maybe even like visit your younger self and just I don't yeah. know, like have a beer with that person and be like, yeah, you're, you're going to be a rock star someday because it's true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Caitlin, this has been uh, such an honor. Thank you again so much. Sorry to take up so much so much of your Sorry. time, but. Uh, you know, do you have any like last words and any shout outs, anything else you'd like to plug in or mention as far as Eat Your Heart Out and the new album? I know you have the single dropping, 
this Friday. Yes. I don't know if a new music video coming out, whatever you cannot, cannot say, but floor is yours. So we've got um, a new single called 20 something coming out this Friday, the 12th, I think the 12th of August. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a new music video. And then we've got our new record, Can't Stay Forever, coming out on September 9th through Fearless Records. Um, we're really excited about it. We're really proud of it. And give it a listen. And hopefully we will see you at a show somewhere in the world somewhere soon. <laughs> and somewhere soon would be Texas, Dallas, Texas specifically. Hopefully. It's on the tour, list. Hopefully that tour <laughs> announces pretty soon because I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, guys here. Uh, much love, Caitlin. Thank you so much for the bottom of my heart. Have a great week have a great time leading up to the release of the album i mean nothing but love for you guys from here on out um everyone is listening this is caitlin henry uh like she said can't stay forever drop september 9th uh do us a favor you know buy the record because the bands can't do it without your help that's i'm old-fashioned i still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room i've been nostalgic all the interview i'm always nostalgic people know that about me at this point so um nothing wrong with going old-fashioned but and everyone don't forget you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Caitlin, let's stay in touch on the socials. I'll keep you posted once this episode airs and you can share with all your fans. All right. We will talk Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Right? All right. Sounds give great. Your cat, thank you give so your... much, Sonny. No, thank you. Give oh. your cat a hug for me if he's still there. Hopefully, I will. I didn't... He, oh, I'm he so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She's all yours. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> he's had it. He's had it with me. <laughs> he is. He's like, okay. Oh. All right. I'll see you next time, Caitlin. Take care. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.